glad you're with us wherever you are. If you're joining us locally here on television in the Santa Barbara, California area, we welcome you uh, at TVSB. We're actually in the TVSB studios today. It's kind of a rare opportunity, which we love, and we're so grateful for the crew here. And, um, and then so many of you join us on all these other platforms and the podcast, and we're seeing, we're seeing you, and we're grateful for you. We're so grateful that you're along uh, for this journey that we've been on. Uh, there's a YouTube channel you can subscribe to. Most of you check uh, goodlifetelevision.org, which has everything. And then uh, the podcast, you can search for Good Life Conversations, and that's where you'll find us uh, on any of the podcast platforms. So we're, we're glad you're here. We're talking about the good stuff. Uh, we are talking with great people, and, and, um, and we have one here today. I, I'm also grateful for uh, our friends at Bun & Chevrolet, who, who present the program. Uh, great friends, and we're grateful for them. So my guest today is, is a friend. He's, he's an amazing guy, and, and, and we've gotten to know uh, recently. Uh, Ted Lawton is with me. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dean, for, for having me here yeah. today. It's, it's a real honor. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of your past guests are just incredible, and the mm -hmm. stories that have come out of this channel are just amazing. Yeah. So to be included in that is, is, is quite an honor. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, quick, quick background on Ted. So Ted's been a, a, a kind of, I mean, he's been an entrepreneur, I guess you could say, but it's, he's been in real estate, commercial real estate. He's managing partner of several entities and companies um, and a financial analyst and a CEO. So he's kind of had a business background, which we'll talk some about. He also has some other interesting things now going on, which we'll, which we'll get to. But let's start kind of at the beginning and, and take us back to kind of where you're born and raised and a little bit about your family. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I was born and raised in the Bay Area, specifically a, a little island called Alameda, which is in the East Bay. And I grew up with uh, three sisters and two brothers. So we had a we had quite quite the household, uh, which so it was there's always something happening. Right. There's always a lot of action. Um, but uh, it was just, it was a wonderful place to grow up and uh, had a lot, you know, amazing memories, a lot of really good friends. And, um, and from there, you know, I, I got a, an opportunity uh, to go to Cal Poly and so, you know, moved to the Central Coast, fell in love with the Central Coast. But, um, you know, really in my life, it's been, it's been an incredible journey. Uh, you know, I was adopted. And so um, my parents were wonderful. They, they told me about it ever since I could remember, ever since I could walk. And so to me, it would just seem like, oh, it's just normal, right? This, well, it's okay, like it's just part, part of life. Um, and so, you know, I lost, I lost my parents about, about six, seven years ago. And uh, that was, it was in, it's interesting, you know, being younger in some ways and not having parents, yeah. right? Kind of what, you know, it's like, now you're on your own, and it's it's up to you, right? It's up to you to to uh, provide for the family and, and then your relationships with with your siblings and how does this all work? And uh, but what was incredible is, is God. He, he that story. He wasn't finished with that story. Uh, turns out one Christmas, my my sister decides to give me one of these like DNA test things, like 23andMe or Ancestry.com, and so you know my wife. She encouraged me to do it. I wasn't really like, I, you know, I wasn't really interested in doing it, but, but she's like, no, wouldn't it be cool to like know about your background? And so sure enough, through that process, uh, I discovered my biological father 
Uh, and then he helped connect me with my biological mother. And so um, I got all of a sudden I have parents again. So that, you know, to me that, that was, that was quite, quite the experience. And, and again, you know, God blessing, you know, me and my life. And, you know, there's been lots of times in my life where God has kind of, I have been blessed and um, I've seen lots of miracles yeah. and it's just, yeah. it's been just an incredible journey. So you were, the last time you saw your biological yeah. mom was the day of your birth, which you probably don't remember. Yeah, you know, I'm not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's fuzzy. Yes, fuzzy. And then yes. fast forward, the, the, the next time you saw her was the day she died. Yeah, the day she went home to heaven. Um, it was amazing the way that God kind of put that together from a timing perspective. And uh, it, was, it was one of the most beautiful experiences that I, got, I had in my life was to be there for my mother. She was there when I was, you know, she was there for me when she brought me in this world and I was there for her as she went home. Unbelievable. And, and, and it was, uh, it was, it was a very beautiful experience. And so you, I mean, was she coherent or was she? Um, somewhat, I, I mean, I, you know, I could tell she was there, uh, but she, you know, she, had, she was battling cancer and um, so she was medicated. But to sit there and hold her, to hold her hand and pray for her yeah. and just, you know, tell her how excited I am to have a relationship in eternity, even though we didn't have right. the relationship here on earth. I said, you know, this is short. Our right. time here is right. short. It's right. so short. Right. And I said, I'm right behind you. Yeah. I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Yeah. I'm right behind you. Yeah. And I can't wait to have this eternal relationship yeah. with you. What and amazing! Yes, it was. It was. I just. I didn't know what to expect, quite honestly, but but um, but at the end, it, it was something that could really be something that was very special to me. Yeah, to, I bet to have that opportunity. So. And then, what is yeah. what has happened with your biological father? Uh, amazing man, um, amazing man of God, um, and he uh, he's actually gotten very involved. Uh, you know, we he just he was here just last week. And he, he comes, he's, he lives in Iowa. He comes, him and his wife, Mary, uh, they come out and they visit, they visit we have very regularly for our kids' birthdays. And, you know, we, we have regular, I mean, it's, it's the dad that I always wanted. And, you know, the Lord had that for me. Unbelievable. Right? And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's a very, it's very, it's very, very special. And I just feel so blessed to have that connection. Yeah. Yeah. Does he, is he surprised about all this? I think we're all surprised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, everyone was surprised. And, and um, at first it was like, how do you, what do you do? Like in this situation, yeah. like, yeah. how do you, do you reconnect? Like, what is it, what do we do with our family? What do we do with their family? But I think out of, out of the circumstances, it couldn't be any better, right? Just as far as the way that God has put it together, the far, as far as the way that the relationship have developed, um, and I just, you know, I'm so, I'm so grateful. And, you know, again, God always has a bigger story, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's like, I feel like the more obedient you are yeah, um, uh, with, with, with your relationship, the more of these things kind of happen. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so in my career, similar things, right? You know, um, as far as, as the Lord giving me this path, Right. And so uh, my career, again, is, is I've been so blessed just to have the opportunities um, that I've had in my life, yeah. um, you know, from where I started. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a projects guy. If you ask me, you know, hey, wh wh what do you do? It's like, why? Well, I, I do projects. <laughs> and and quite 
that, you know, like now it's like, oh, I do the Lord's work. Yeah. You know, that's literally my focus yeah. is doing the, you know, doing the Lord's work. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, for me, what happened was I had, I had this, um, I had this word from the Lord, like the, in the Lord, he, he touched my heart and, you know, I was, I was, I was in bed and I was waking up in the morning and I was just kind of getting the day going. I was just thinking about what am I doing today? And God, you know, spoke to me. And I was thinking of all these things I got to do. He's like, great, you got all this stuff to do, but what, what have you done for me? Mm. You know, and, and that, like, it, like, shook me. He's like, what have you done for me? I was like, whoa. And, and, it, and it really, my whole perspective changed. Yeah. You know, it was, it was from, it was from, like, oh, I, I didn't realize it. Like, I, like uh-oh, I missed, I, I, I missed it. Um, I missed my, my calling. I missed my purpose. Like, you know, my life had been going after what success in the world looks like, mm-hmm. you know, as far as projects and, and, and assets and, and all of that, yeah. right? And I realized that God had given me these gifts and this talent, and I'd been using it kind of kind of for my own self-gain. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we tithe and we do this and that. I mean, but that's, you know, the Lord has so much more, yeah. right? So much more work. There's so God has so much work for us to do. And, and I really had been distracted. Yeah. It's kind of the best. How many years ago was this? Um, this was probably in the last like two, two and a half years. Okay. You know, and, and so um, it really shook, it really shook me. Yeah. Like, and it was like, how do I, what do I do now? Right. So now that the Lord is, the Lord has given me, has called me, given me the word. Like, how do I, what am I going to do in my life? Like I have business partners, you know, I have, I have my wife, I have my family, you know, how do I tell my wife, like, <laughs> hey, 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 Lord, or hey, hey, love, uh, I, the, I, just, I just heard from the Lord, the Lord spoke to me in my heart yeah. and said, I need to stop working for money, I need to stop wor- start working for him. <laughs> That's an you easy know? conversation. Oh, yeah, so it's like, how do I bring this up to say, I'm, never, I'm not going to work for money anymore, I'm just going to work for the Lord, I'm going to trust that the Lord will, will provide, provide yeah. the provision. Yeah. And, you know, to that point, I, I, it was a lot of work. I, I, my wife was, you know, stayed home. And, and so uh, since our, our second oldest son was born, so, uh, you know, almost 10 years, you know, she was a teacher and she stopped. And for 10 years, she didn't, she hadn't really worked. And, and so um, to have that conversation, it, it wasn't easy. And it, I knew it was going to kind of go one of two ways. It was going to either <laughs> be really good or we're going to have, boy, it's going to be interesting, <laughs> right. you know, and it's kind of the same thing approaching with partners. You know, God kind of worked a lot of that out and it's still working a lot of that out just from commitments and, yeah. and, and um, all, you know, all the responsibility. And, and, and so, um, but it's been amazing since that point, you know, because there were, there be, part of God closing doors is, is, you know, having to have, trust and faith in, in, in him, uh, that he will work all things out for, for your good. Right. Right. And so that's not in, that's, it's easy to say that, but to live it is, is a whole nother thing, you know, to every day be asked, Hey, trust me in this, take that leap of faith. Like every day, if you're, I'm taking that leap of faith that, that, that God is going to provide, that God is there and, and, um, whatever challenge or whatever it is that, that will be overcome, and um, I've I've been watching it over the last two and a half years, and so happened almost daily in some cases, which is just it's it just wrecks you every time, right? Like right. when you don't think it's like I'm not gonna make it, and oh wait a second, <laughs> you know, like 
we're, yeah. we're there. Like he's, of course, why did I doubt? Right. And, yeah. um, and so, and, and, and a lot of, a lot of the, uh, what God's calling in my life is, is about the, um, you know, a lot of people, they, they like to do missions, mission work, mm -hmm. but a majority of it happens overseas. Yeah. And for me, I just, I felt called to, you know, we have brothers and sisters in our own backyard. Right. Right. And, in and, and what are people doing, you know, for, for the lost right here in our communities. Right. And so it was like, aha, you know, here, here is, here is a place that I could use the gifts and talents the Lord has given me yeah. to make a difference. Yeah. Oh. Right. And so that's what I've been walking into for, you know, the last two, two and a half years is, you know, what does that look like? Right. And, and, and I've just, I'm so, I'm so fortunate, you know, and the Lord, the way that he has given me these talents is, you know, he's given me an opportunity to kind of, to look at complex problems and figure out like really creative solutions. Yeah. Right. And, and through, through numbers. So a, a lot of the way that I kind of solve problems, I, I like to solve problems is through math because math can really give you <laughs> a, a, a pretty good understanding of things, right? Like mathematically, how does this work, right? And, and you know, some people say it's the language of the Lord is math, right? It's like, it's ma like mathematically. So, um, so really what I've been working on is how do we get people out of homelessness or out of poverty onto a financial, into a financial s a stability, yeah. right? And so, um, you know, I think Jimmy Carter, he really got it right. You know, when he created Habitat for Humanity, uh, I think he, he really understood the value of ownership, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah. you know, what, what, what is a cure for poverty? Well, it's ownership, mm -hmm. right? And so what, is, well, what does that mean? What does that look like? You know, you got to think about California, where we are today. You know, um, the median price home is about, you know, 800 or more thousand dollars mm -hmm. to purchase. Um, and the, the, the median income can only really afford about a 300000 to $400,000 home. So you have about a four hundred dollars to $500,000 gap, mm -hmm. right? So people's access to ownership yeah. is, is, being, is being challenged. Right. And so, um, that, that, like, so we, we as, as a community, as a society, we, we can do better than that. And, and, and so I've thought about creatively, well, how do we, how do we fill that gap? Right. And so maybe we got to think about housing a little differently. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe it's fractionalized ownership. Maybe, maybe it's co-living, you know, uh, you know, the, you know, maybe with, with our section eight vouchers, we need to do income. Uh, we need to do participation so that the individuals get some kind of benefit, long-term benefit uh, from being in the voucher program instead of it being a pass through. Right. It's more of a hand up, right. Instead right. of a handout, we want to, Hey, look, if you, if you, if you're able to, if you're able to meet these, you know, these basic requirements of, of some kind of case management work, you know, you're, you're clean, you're sober for so long, you've kept a job for so long, you know, you, you know, whatever those things are, then maybe there should be a benefit. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think, I think it's Warren Buffett said, you know, if, if you show me the incentive, I'll show you the outcome. Right. And so it's like, well, we want good outcomes. Right. Right. So let's give some incentive. Right. right. Let's like, and we can totally do it. That, which is which is amazing. Like when I run the numbers and I run math and I, like it, it it can it is feasible and it can work, mm -hmm. right? But it's going to take people uh, who are willing to to try something new, right? 
that's and such a big deal. Yeah. I, I, that's what I woke up this morning with that thought. We need to think differently. Yeah. You're somebody who thinks differently. Yes. And it's such, it's so uh, inspiring. When you meet somebody, say, you know, I love the word solutionary. I don't know who came up with that, but I love the word solutionary because sometimes I feel like we get um, kind of numb to some of the big challenges or problems. Yeah. So we just, there's just no way out. But we landed on the moon. You know, I, th I think we can, <laughs> I yes. think we can figure this out. Like, yes. you know what I mean? But thinking differently, yes. it, that's really the thing, isn't it? It is. It, it, it really is. It's, it's changing your mindset. It's changing perspective. And, you know, a lot of it, I like to think, is, is you, know, the, you know, God has, he's, he's the ultimate source of wisdom, right? So a lot of the problems that we have, if we right. look to the Lord, yeah. there, promises there, there, is, there is solutions, yeah. right? That's right. And you, you, you ask, right? right. And, and you pray into it and you believe. Right. And right. so uh, for me, a lot of the solutions that I've seen in that in this kind of space is it is is you know divine in some ways it's right. like you know like i you can remove the scales from your eyes you right. can remove the blinders i mean we do get numb to things as a society but for me being able to think differently and then take math and put math around it to understand it right so now i have a way to communicate with other people and i that can it works that it works that That's it works. The big thing. Right, right. It's not it's not just <laughs> like yeah. this this like This know. works. Yeah, no, it works. Right. Like like right. I, I could go to a bank with this. Right. Right. I could go to a group of investors with this. Right. Right. So how do we create uh, emergency housing um, that is a financial model that is economically viable? Right. Right? And so what does that look like? And how how do we do that? And so, uh, and and they're, they're, when I was in Dallas, you know, they have a housing, 22 housing projects controlled by the housing authority. Yes. And I went to them and asked them to turn them all over to me. Uh, yes. <laughs> but they wouldn't do it because they'd all be out of a job. <laughs> but, um, but you know, but sometimes I think people miss the the, the forest because yes. I, I want to say if you do this in the housing world, like let's say politicians you're talking to, you're going to save. 10 times what you invest in locking them up. Oh my goodness. Like imagine that what they spent. Oh, it's, it, yes. Like so the cost of building a basket, like I always say, yes. the cost of building a basketball court in a community yeah. probably saves how much in, you know, like we have to think differently about it. This, this is so true. Like, I, uh, thank you for asking me this question because this, this is like goes right to the heart of it. Like you just you just you just zoned in right to the heart, right? And so um, if you think if you think about it, um, the cost for an unhoused individual, as far as it's the impact on services, you know, right. you know, runs approximately about a hundred thousand dollars a year. So for an unhoused person living, you wouldn't think this, but I mean, there's, I mean, people. We we have situations. Yeah, it's math, right? It's it's math. It's math. It's 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 all the services that it takes to support somebody unhoused, right? Versus you know, we 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 are we run shelters where we can house somebody, provide all the wraparound services for about forty to fifty thousand dollars a year, right? So and the beauty around that is if you could take that that cost offset and actually use that to reinvest back into housing, then all of a sudden 
Uh, you know, right now uh, we have about 300,000 unhoused uh, uh, individuals in California. We're 50% of the United States population of unhoused are here in California. And if, and if we just thought differently and, and had a different approach, the money that we could save from people not being housed to housing them would actually pay for the, for the development of the housing, the 300,000 housing units that we need uh, within three years. That, that, that is, that is, that's the different way of thinking. That is what the math, math says. If you, if you run the numbers, that's what it says. Which is, you know, we have all these billions of dollars that are coming down for all these programs. And- um, Does anybody ever ask if they're working? That's one of my concerns. Does anybody ever go, okay, we're spending the money, is it working? I mean, I, I'm not I, trying to yeah. shoot at Sacramento, but maybe yeah. I am kind of. Are you running for president? No, <laughs> no, I, I in fact, <laughs> I, I tried the, pol the politics thing when I was younger uh, in college. I, I ran for the, I was the dorm, I was the president of the whatever. I'm not a, pol I'm You're not done. politics. <laughs> like that, that is, I, I learned, I learned really quickly yeah, that, yeah. that politics is, is not where I, where I like, where I like to be. Uh, in, in fact, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna say which county, but so now I am trying to work with counties and cities to help um, give better solutions and give uh, you know best practices and what do those look like and how do we spend money and be good stewards of our money, yeah. right? Because it is our money. Right. But so for example, you know, I, I went to a certain county. I looked at all the land that the county had, and I said, here's all these sites, and then I said, here's all these different types of housing products that you could you could or even shelter products that you could use. Kind of like, and here's what they cost per per unit, yeah. per bed, you know? And they got all excited. They're like, no one's ever done this for us. This is incredible. Finally, we have some visibility around what it costs to house people in our, in our county and where they could go. And then we, all of this, you know, so there's all this excitement. The next meeting was we sat down with all the service providers in the county. And then it became very clear at that point that with government, we weren't going to be able to solve the problem because everyone got really concerned about their funding and their part of the pie, not necessarily solving the problem. And, 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 and so, yeah, and so for me, that, that, that was my first, and that was kind of my first I've aha, had, aha, aha moment. Several of those. Yeah, it was aha. So this isn't gonna happen in the public forum, right? right? If, we're gonna, if, if we're gonna solve this, it's gotta be private. Ground up. Yeah, it's gotta be ground up. Yeah. It's gotta be a private yeah. solution. That, that is economically viable. We need more of that. I mean, yeah. that, that's what we're solutionaries, you know? Yes. I, I don't, again, I, like I, I really respect elected leaders. I pray for them. Amen, me too. I have concerns though. Like, cause I, I, I it's the same what you're just saying. Like, is it's math. And so I'm going, okay, like I, yeah, I saw this thing the other day. It's like, imagine t taking 40% of everybody in the United States' income and still being $33 trillion in debt. You might be bad at spending, right? Yeah. Math. Yeah. So, so like without, yeah. and I'm talking Republicans, Democrats, all of them. Do, do at some point, yeah. is this gonna, I mean, are we already over the edge? Like, how do we? I mean, I, 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 I like to be optimistic, <laughs> you know, um, but I can tell you that the current. Trajectory. It, yeah, the current trajectory is not, a, a, not a sustainable one, right? Which, which, 
which has its own set of challenges. You know, we, we, do, we do live in a, in a debt-based monetary system that is inflationary, it's being expanded. And so, you know, a lot of people are like, we, have, we've never seen homeless like this before. Why is the population growing to the way it is, you know? And, um, and then there's this other perspective of, well, people are choosing to be homeless. Like, it's because they want to be on drugs and they, right. they choose a lifestyle. Because there's all this opportunity. But the reality is that um, over 60% of Americans, not just Californians, probably higher in California, live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And so, and so what does that mean for us as a society? Well, it means in a, in a monetary inflationary system that more and more pressure is put on these individuals living from paycheck to paycheck. And it's one car accident. Right. right, it's one loss right. of job. Right. It's one medical issue. Right. It's it's a divorce. It's like, like it's it's one life. Of, your people are one life event away nowadays. Yeah. to living in their car. Right, and this is this is this is this is a reality That's that true. I don't think that people are thinking about. Yeah, like like it, it, it's kind of it's it's like, you, you know, um, when, when, what, what do they say when when there's when is there a recession. You know, oh, it's when it, your neighbor, yes, yeah, when, you're, when your when neighbor's your neighbor, hurting, right? When it, when it comes home, right? it's a depression. Right. That my concern That's is right. the, the printing, the, the printing, the money. Yes, you know, we're printing money like it's yes. going out of style. Yes, and I don't know if anybody's paying attention to what happened in Argentina, but you look at forty million, I think is the population. Yeah, and seven million of them work. Yeah, and they interview yeah. me. They say it's yeah. I make more money by staying home. Yeah, um, we now we have a problem. We have like, yeah. And, and, Inflation's 100%. Like, I, I think I think solutionaries need to be thinking differently yeah. privately because I don't know if we're going to be able to turn the Titanic around on the government end. Uh, so I totally agree on on all of this. You're you're a thousand percent right. And and by the way, be, I would never be a politician because it's probably one of the hardest jobs in the world. So I, I want to say that, like, I don't want to I don't want it to sound like politicians are bad people. Right. They're actually amazing, incredible people that right. that have hearts to serve. Right. Right. The system is tough. It, the, it's, it's, it's this, there's a lot of people that go into politics that have the right, uh, you know, heart. Yeah. But once they get in, they yeah. real. It's it's the system. Or, I call it I call it upside down. Right. Right. We're upside down, and we got a right side up. So right. I call it the right side up theory. Right. Right. So we got a right side up a lot of things. <laughs> you know, it's like housing is one of them. Right. Yeah. Yep. We have housing. We've got medicine. We've got food. We've got financial system. I mean, we could go down all yeah. the list, and all of it needs. Yeah. We need to. We need to overhaul. Yeah. Um, but for me, what God's put on my heart is, you know, I'm serving. You know, I'm trying to end generational poverty and homelessness. Right. You know, and, and someday all these other things will have to get addressed as well. Yeah. But um, I love it, and I love your. You've got friends you're doing this with. Yes. Like-minded people, faith-oriented people, uh, and you know, a couple of people like-minded can change the world. You know, it, it, I don't, sometimes I think we underestimate. I think you know, there's that quote, you know, we overestimate what we can do in a year, but we yes. significantly underestimate what we can do in five do or in ten. Five, yeah. You know, I, I think know. I think uh, that's true. And when you get a group of like-minded people together, it's yes. not one plus one equals two. It's exponential. Yes. Twelve guys following Jesus changed the world Amen. all of human history. And, and so I love that about you, and, and I just would encourage you to keep your spirits up because I think sometimes also the enemy that like, oh, yeah. you know, and comes after families, comes after people, comes after guys, comes, you know, that, uh, because that's a threat. 
Yep. So I, I, I think you probably have, uh, you know that, but you probably have a little target on your back if you. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I, again, this, this, this is what I was telling you when, when the Lord's closing doors, right? And then, yeah. and, then, and then having that call to faith on a regular basis, it is because I have a target on my back and yeah. I know it. Yeah. But uh, for me, having the confidence in my relationship with the Lord, yeah. that I know who wins. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, bring it all that's because right. I know who wins. That's right. Right. I'm going to keep pushing forward the purpose that God's put on my life, right, to help end help end uh, homelessness and poverty. And, and there are a lot of changes that need to happen in, in order for, for that. But, you know, we can start one project at a time. Yep. One right. life at a time. One, one life at a time. What's one, it worth? One, What's a life worth? Yes. So you, yeah, that's the beauty of this. Yes. He's in charge of the results, but one yeah. life change is worth all the tea in China. You know, and, 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 that, and, that's, and that's for my life. I, yeah. you know, I was adopted. So I feel like God, you know, God's You were spared. twice adopted. Yeah, 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 <laughs> man. It's like, it, it's incredible. So I, I've always felt mm. like God had a, had a calling or a real a purpose in my life yeah. of, because, of, because of me being adopted. Um, and so I always knew that I'm going to, I got to, I'm doing something big. Yeah. I right? Like, like he, even though I went through all the stuff as a kid or as a, as a, you know, I've gone through a lot, right? Yeah. But I always, it's like, well, people are like, well, how, how did you stay so happy? Like you went through all of these things that like, and it's because I always knew that like there was this bigger purpose. Yeah. Right. He's and got the, you. And, and, and yeah. yeah. And so the more I lean in uh, to my purpose and to my calling and in, in my relationship, just more, more and more doors open. Like I'm here today. Yeah. Right. As yeah. an example, yeah. I never would have guessed two years or three years from now, I'd be sitting with, with you on your program yeah. with, with all these incredible list of people that have changed the world. Yeah that are changing the world. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, again, no, like, it's, I love it. It's not over till we win. Yes. We didn't even get to talk about his wife, Katrina. Hi, Katrina. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I like your husband. I'm sure you do too. Uh, but this is awesome. We ran out of yes. time, but thank you. God is good. Yes. Solutionaries. I love, I love everything about this. Thank you. thank you. Thanks for coming. Yeah. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.